0: Welcome to our podcast, for generations in Family Business, Past, Present, and Future. Our hosts for this podcast are myself, Tim Schuster, and I'm a manager in the Center for Family Business Excellence. And our other
1: host is... Hi, I'm Matt Kersner, and I'm a senior manager at the Center for Family Business Excellence.
0: Today, we're going to discuss trusted advisors. So, Matt, what do you think of
1: when you hear those terms, trusted advisors? You know, Tim, I think about, you know, a trusted advisor is somebody that has developed a long-term relationship with their client and is more than just a sounding board, to them, right? It's it's a, it's a an opportunity to, for both the advisor and the owner or the executive to really develop a relationship where absolutely. they actually learn from each other. There are sounding boards for each other to mm-hmm. really help uh, move the needle for the organization and for the owner.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and kind of how I look at this myself, just being an accountant, When I go out to clients, it's usually either for some sort of tax work or it could be a compilation. It could be a review. How i know i kind of got to that status of being their trusted advisor i'm getting the phone calls not just specifically about the business but questions about their family Mm -hmm. i mean recently i have clients that contact me who have kids who are looking at colleges and they actually called me and said what should i do like kind of how do i go through this process and try to find a school you know should i be asking these type of questions and i was like well i'm glad you trusted me with this information i just think that's one of the most important things so that's how i kind of know that i got to that level where you know if A clients calling me not asking me just business related questions but questions about anything because they didn't know who else to turn to like you know you get to that spot with somebody where they can they really view you as that so kind of Matt tell us about the steps that you take in order to kind of hopefully get to that level with a, a client a prospect whoever it might be
1: yeah so Tim that's that's a very good question that you're asking about the steps when an owner or an executive is looking for a trusted advisor, I think there's some critical skill sets that they should look for. First of all, you know, active listening is very critical and mm-hmm. very key. So an owner should really look at an advisor who is actually listening more than they're talking. Agreed, right? That's the two ears, one mouth mentality. You got it, mm-hmm. you got it. I mean, you know, you don't wanna go in, an advisor doesn't wanna go in and really say, okay, here's the problem, and this is what you need to do to fix it, mm-hmm. right? A trusted advisor is gonna go in, they're going to listen. They're going to you know, really get all of the data that is needed before they can say, okay, let's talk about the right plan for this organization. Mm-hmm. And it's not the advisor that's going to solve the problem. It is a partnership between the advisor and the person that they're working with mm-hmm. to solve the problem. Right, exactly. You
0: don't want to be a uh, hammer looking to knock down a nail, for right. a lack of better terms. Right, right. So, Matt, how do you look at it from the family needs and the business needs to be that trusted advisor?
1: It's very important for an advisor to develop a long-term relationship with the owner. Yeah, extremely important, right. Or the organization. And to do that, it's really to understand both the family needs and the business needs, Mm -hmm. right? It's important for the trusted advisor to look at the culture and the values that both the business and the family have. And then being able to bring those in together to be successful in whatever action items that are needed or problems that have to be resolved. Right. Um, Keeping this
0: kind of high level, right? Just wanna make sure everything's all copacetic with the company and the the family side as well, just as important to make sure the hyperbole is there.
1: Absolutely. You know, you wanna make sure that you meet the client where they are. A lot of times, advisors will come in, and they will go through their discovery phase. They'll 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 identify a problem. Mm-hmm. Then they'll tell the uh, owner that this is the problem and this is how you solve it. A good trusted advisor will gather all the data, possibly create some options, mm-hmm. and then dialogue with the owner to find what is the right fit yes. for the organization. Yes, exactly. And very common.
0: Essentially, you see this with you know not necessarily all accounts, but some accounts go in there and we kind of go out and tell people, you know, this is your problem, but that may not actually be the problem. Or even the client might think that they have a problem and that's not actually the right problem either. It might be stemming from something else. So it's kind of how do we get the info from them and how do we get them to trust us with this information so we can actually find what is the actual problem with it and we can come to a really that partnership solution together.
1: Perfect. Mm -hmm. And then I think this one is extremely important is a good advisor Knows how to maintain confidentiality. Mm -hmm. You know, the worst thing you can do is one, talk to a client about another client. Absolutely. Right? And use storytelling in a negative way. Exactly. Um, So, confidentiality and and making sure that you are really respecting the information that's being given to you, Mm -hmm. it's sacred, all right? It is absolutely sacred. And you want to make sure that uh, you are adding value when you're having those discussions. And then another one is being able to, I always like to say, okay, there's a balance between the owner, the family, and the business. And then being able to look at those three areas and seeing how they interact and connect, and then really having that dialogue with your client to see what is the right path to take based on those three areas. That makes sense to me. I mean, you you gotta have those conversations. And really the
0: idea too is that you're not shutting yourself off from that and you're still continually listening because there could be elements there where the problem was one thing, but as you're going through this process, it could just be quickly shifting to something else. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of how do we, all right, how do we change the course of that river and make sure that it's going to the direction that we need it to go into ultimately? That's
1: right. You know, I find when I speak to owners, that they have trusted advisors. And those trusted advisors are, are usually their attorneys, their mm-hmm. accountants, you know, business consultants that they've developed the relationship. And you're absolutely right, Tim, when you said you would get that phone call and they would say, you know,
0: college, yeah, right? what college? Yeah, what should I look at? What should I look at? Yeah. Where,
1: where'd you get your haircut? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, have, right. yeah, yeah, Please simple, give me other advice, believe, right, right, Believe it, yeah. it's, it's, it might be simple things like that, but what's really critical is you know a lot of times the attorneys the accountants uh and business consultants they'll focus in on one thing right that transaction Mm -hmm. um and you know they have the skill set and the relationship that they've built but they also know they also need to know when to bring in other people that could help Mm -hmm. right a good trusted advisor can help with conflict resolution and not everybody has the skill sets to handle conflict absolutely right and a lot of things can um can get stuck if you don't know how to do that. So finding the right advisor that has all the skill sets that are needed to help the business, to help the family, to help the owners. And a lot of times I partner up with accountants, with attorneys, to help them do their jobs. You have a team. It's a team. It's a a great way to... Mm -hmm. I use golf as an analogy. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, in my golf bag, I want to be able to pull the right club out at the right time to make sure I'm hitting the ball at the right distance. Makes sense to me. So, you know, I know what my skill sets are and what i could bring to the organization and help them but i'm not an attorney i'm not an accountant mm-hmm. you know so i want to make sure that when needed i also bring them in so it's important that if you have an advisor right now that's helping you but there are emotional issues that might get in the way or conflicts that might get in the way or succession planning, getting the next generation ready, you want to make sure that you have the right advisor that can help you. Makes sense.
0: So you can get to that next level and make sure that the organization continues to thrive and flourish. Correct. Thank you for listening to Generations in Family Business, Past, Present, and Future as part of the Eisner Amper podcast series. If you have any questions or there's a topic you'd like us to cover, email us at contact at EisnerAmpert.com. Visit EisnerAmper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. We look forward to have you listening on our next Eisner Amper podcast.